ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. down this wall. Oh, the band is out on the field! He's gonna go into the end zone! And what you gonna do when Hulkamania? Say no to drugs. Eat my shorts. children of all ages hello and welcome to the bastards of babylon episode 37 it's always so good when it hits the lips folks steve it's so good i know that's not a bud light i don't even have to ask Mm-mm. bud light is dead to me i don't even know what those words mean light bud Lut, bud <laughs> I, I, I already forgot what you said it was funny. Uh, went down to uh, San Marcos, or San Marcos, however you want to say it. Depends on if you're from Texas or not. I think if you're from San Texas, Marcos. it's so. San Marcos. San Marcos, so yeah, Italian. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, went to a few different <laughs> uh, bars there and a couple different breweries. Uh, obviously, at these breweries, they had their own beer. That's What a drunk you are. Yeah, well, you know, but at the bars that I did go to that offered, obviously, any selection, uh, mm-hmm. Bud Light, they did have, I still didn't see a single person drinking Bud Light, including <laughs> at the legendary, and I do mean legendary, uh, Devil's Backbone Tavern mm-hmm. that is located on the Devil's Backbone Highway, so obviously... They're really good at naming stuff around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and if you ever go there, boys and girls, uh, it's hard to find. You, you got to use your GPS. And even with it, you know, you get out there on the highway, there's nothing else there, literally nothing. So I passed it and had to turn around, which is, you know, not the easiest proposition on that road to make a U-turn at all. So... Be careful, is all I'm going to say. But if you do get a chance to go, do definitely go. It's all cash. It's an all cash bar. It's very old school. There is no drafts. It's only beer. It's only bottles and cans. There's an old school uh, jukebox in the corner. Three plays for a dollar. And it's got, you know, all the old country that you would expect. And some Texas country in there. Nothing really new. So if you're going in there looking for the newest fucking hit, yeah, they ain't got it. So, Where's Morgan Wallen at? I, I want the Morgan Wallen. Yeah, he's not in there. Uh, you can get your <laughs> fill of Patsy Cline and Hank Sr. and uh, mm-hmm. all the Merle and Waylon and Willie and the boys that you want. Oh, George Jones probably, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, the possum was in Hank. The man, that, they were wearing the possum out. Jesus Christ, I think I heard his whole catalog <laughs> while I was in there. Somebody was a huge fucking George Jones fan. And how long of a trip is that? Well, uh, well... It's relative it depends on where you're coming from but yeah from dfw I mean, well from from dfw to san marcus is right about four hours four and a half or so 
And then from San Marcos into the Devil's Backbone, uh, it was about 20 minutes to the brewery, and from the brewery is another like 10 to find that bar. So eh, about 30 minutes. And how many fights did you see when you were there? Not a single one. Very, uh, very docile crowd. Everybody just having a good time. Mm. But we didn't stay that late, so you know who knows what the night turned into. Uh, yeah. Charlie Robinson happened later. Yeah, Charlie Robinson himself though is playing there on the fifteenth of June. So if you're in an area and you're a Charlie Robinson fan, you can go see him at the Devil's Backbone Tavern. I don't know where he'll play unless they just move the jukebox out of the corner. That'd be my assumption. They'll that's really the only. Stool down. Yeah, that's really the only place to play. Uh, outside is a few picnic tables under a tree where people smoke cigarettes. And uh, the men's room has a urinal. Or not a urinal, a trough for the a urinal, trough, as, yeah. as you would expect. Yeah. So very, stuff. very old school. It literally is a shack in the fucking hill country. And we that had a great be, time. That would be an awesome concert, actually, to, to go see. Oh, fuck I, yeah. I guarantee he's going to be acoustic or uh yeah or you know or, or maybe plugged in you know like just just it'll be very stripped down yeah very stripped down and awesome concert to see the jukebox was so loud you couldn't even hear really the person next to you talking that's how loud the jukebox was in that place oh god <laughs> and no bud light you said no they do have it it was there but it yeah. sat there on the shelf i didn't see anybody partaking but they do have schlitz in the can Boys and girls, when is the last time you saw Schlitz in a can in a bar? Yeah, I don't even know what Schlitz is. I probably never will, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I'm okay with that. We'll just well, I'll go on the rest of my life not knowing what that is. But I did see a man today, uh, and it was about ten thirty in the morning, which is a little um, um, I don't know. It's a little concerning, it, unless he just got off work, whatever. But he had a Budweiser in his hand. He had the Reg Dog. Mm. the red dog and uh i was in uh we we crossed paths and i was like ah not the bud light though huh he's like uh-uh it's bud wiser it ain't bud light i was like All right. it's the same company it's the same well you you know how people are though like they, they feel like if they're doing not that that it's okay now me personally i've i've now anheuser-busch they fucking own a lot. So you, I mean, you need to do your homework. If you're really going to boycott the whole thing, not just Bud Light. Cause it's my God, they got a, they got a healthy list of, of, of beers. Um, but I know Coors Light's not on it. And I know the Yingling, Yingling flight is not on it. So those are, those have been my two go-tos. No, they're not. Um, and yeah, I mean, and as a Bush does have a huge portfolio, however, the Budweiser and Bud Light obviously make up the majority of that portfolio as far as sales go, and they were down 22% for the month of April, and it's gotten worse so far in May. And that the one month is the largest drop of any major beer uh, distributor in the history of beer in this country. So congratulations, Bud Light. And, and you just keep setting records. They might come back from this at some point, but I don't know that. I don't know that you will because like uh who was there was somebody talking about, i don't remember who it was but like there's one thing to like have a dip in in sales and you you're you're um you know you make a bad business decision that you need to rebound rebound from but this has turned into a their brand now is 
like when you think of Bud Light now, it's immediately all of this. And, you know, obviously we know how hard it is to like branding is like everything for, for companies. It's very hard to get that positive branding and to have that instant image pop a positive image pop into people's mind when they think about your product, when it goes negative branding, uh, that's not going to be so easy to pull out of. Uh, so, you know, right now, Bud Light is synonymous with trans or, you know, it's not even really gay, but you know, that people are taking it to the gay, but like right now it's, it's synonymous with the rainbow and the, and the spectrum. So how it's, how that's going to work on the, um, you know, how long it'll take for the sales to kick back up, but it'll be a little bit. Yeah, I think it'll take, um, obviously some time and then, you know, new people to come on to the scene as far as like, um, new drinkers, new people coming to, you know, be over 21, uh, part of the newer generation that might not be, you know, so offended by it or whatever, not, might not care as much. So they'll get a little bit of boost from that. Those but again, people, young those people, people don't drink Bud Light though. Well, I'm, I those mean, the type that drink Bud Light. Yeah, I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But either way, young people don't have a lot of money, so you know, no, no, no Keystone, very, baby, which yeah. is probably the same. Well, Keystone ain't even cheap no more. Not like it was when we were in school. No, it's not. Fuck no. Shit, Yingling's cheaper than proud Keystone. Of themselves, huh? Yeah, Yingling's cheaper than Keystone, which is crazy. We'll, we'll but... see. I mean. Keep, keep, keep it up. Like everybody keep it up. Like, I mean, they did not come out and, and corrected and changed course and said that was a mistake. We're, uh, are bad. So until they do that, then fuck them. I mean, just keep it up. Yeah. They tried to half-ass do it. They brought out the Clydesdales. They, you know, they made some mm -hmm. attempts, which supposedly now that's getting backlash from the other side. Now the rainbow side is pissed at them too. So apparently they're boycotting now too, which, you know, the Washington Post had argued about that. Like, that's way overblown. Again, they don't drink it anyway, so who gives a fuck? Or very little of the product. I mean, you, you just don't fuck with any, I mean, any retail product. You don't fuck with your base customer. You just don't. No. And when you, and when you yeah, do. you certainly don't. And like you said, people do make mistakes. I mean, New Coke happened when we were kids. New Coke happened. Yeah. And Coke, I mean, literally, it, it almost shut the doors on them. Like, they had to reverse course almost instantly and bring back, and that's why it says Coca-Cola Classic, or it did for a long time. I don't know if it still says it on there anymore, but, yeah, the new Coke thing. I mean, almost wrecked them. Almost fucking wrecked them. I don't even, I don't even know what that is. It was just well, a new recipe in the 80s. Oh, they changed the whole recipe? Yeah, it was new Coke. Oh, shit. I never drank, like, Coca-Cola, so... Why would they, why would you do that? It was, it was um, like, I didn't, I never drink it, but it was, I think it's the most popular soda. No, by a million miles it is. God, what is, I mean, the, these idiots come in and like, I've got an idea. I know we're the highest selling grossing soda or beer company, but what if, just think about it, stay with me. Stay with me, here's <laughs> what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna change everything completely redo it like we're a brand new company or if that doesn't work we'll bring in somebody to be a spokesman that all of our buyers hate 
And one of those is going to work. I promise. Like we're going to hit on one of these. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like fucking Coke now trading their polar bears and Santa Claus in for like the Grinch in a warthog. Like <laughs> the fuck. It'd be the same. It'd be the same. Everybody'd be like, what? Yeah. Well, oh, well, fuck them. They can, they can just, oh, and you know what? Also fuck Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Because that cocksucker came out and said that we need to be easy on Anheuser-Busch because these are the people, these are heavy Republican donors. That's the shit that makes me hate all of them because that cocksucker is more worried about money and and the Republican Party getting... Exactly. So fuck him too. I know know Trump supporters don't... And it wasn't Donald Trump. It was was Junior that said it. But it's coming from the same cloth. So fuck them all. Like, like... That that's the shit that that drives me crazy. He's like, we don't need to be boycotting the people who uh, support us. We need to save those boycotts for the other side. And that that pissed me off so much because it's so. If he, I mean, he's not a stupid person. Like he's he's a smart person. You don't get to the positions that he's in without being smart. But so he's either not thinking it through or he's just doing it to save his you know his his portfolio, which is the more likely scenario. But the reason it's stupid is because you put the pressure when you have power as a, as a consumer, you put the pressure on the people who you can actually make a difference on. If we like, I mean, pick a leftist, um, you know, before before Elon took Twitter, okay, all the republic, all the conservatives in the world could boycott, complain, moan and groan all we want. They don't care because they do not give a shit about you. They don't need you as a customer. Where where your voice works is when you actually have the buying consumer power, that's when you do put pressure on these people to uh, to follow your value, values that, that you care about. Otherwise, what the fuck? Oh, hey, let's go after a, a left-leaning company who doesn't give a fuck about us anyway. We don't buy their product. They don't want us. We don't want them. Like, what was the point of that? So, it, so yeah, fuck, fuck Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, he's just try- he's just trying to fucking protect his portfolio. That's all there is to it. I mean, they're all they're all fucking tied up in the same you know goddamn hedge funds. Um, it's it's just like the story about uh, Fox, you know, settling out of court for seven hundred million dollars or whatever it was to that um, to the company that had the voting machines. Burisma. Yeah, and then it comes out that fucking. Um, BlackRock is a top three investor in both companies, both Fox, Fox Media and the other company. So basically, for the shareholders, for all the fucking hedge fund people, they sued themselves for $700 million. So they take the win on that side, and on the loss, they'll just fucking write that shit off. So like, there's no fucking losing with these people. It, they got so it's much goddamn money. It's unbelievable. Yeah, th- this... Uh, this- you know, we've talked about in the past how I've said that, you know, America as, as you know, as we know it, it's the, it's the empire that's already fallen. It just hasn't actually fallen yet. It, there's so much evidence, you know, and you, I know you've read some of these books that, that go over the, um, you know, some of, some of the ancient empires and stuff like we, we're we're already past that point like we're we're like the roman empire that has that is spread way too thin i think i heard the other day that we have 700 and something military bases in 135 countries spread around the world like we yes we're geographically 
landlocked and where we are and we're not we're not uh spreading like some of the empires in the past in the you know in the europe and asia empires that that literally tried to you know geographically take over large areas that they could not possibly control that large area but we're doing the same thing in a you know in a non-geographic geographical way and that's not going to work either it's the same thing we're spreading too thin you know and we're going to and you know we talked about last week with andrew uh from the red white and true podcast that the cultural marxism you know planning that c and you know the russians claim that they that they started that who knows if that's true or not but the planting of the seeds and the rotting of the inside out of the culture that we're seeing going on, you know, along with this, with this spreading us too thin, there's no way that this can continue. Uh, and he, and like you were talking about the elites, they don't give a shit. They're playing both sides just to, just to make the most money they can. So eventually this has to fall. I think it's already fallen. Just hasn't actually physically fallen yet. Yeah. I just don't, I've been thinking more about that. I, I don't know because it's a global economy now. So mm -hmm. I think that we might be on a different precipice of sort of an empire historically, just because like, if you think about the Romans, you know, why do they fall? Well, I mean, the going from a Republic to uh, a dictatorship to the Caesar model was obviously the start of it. And then you got spread, like you said, too far. Then you had two Caesars, you had, East and West, you know, as far as Rome, the capital, and then you had, I think it was in Istanbul, maybe was the other capital, if I remember right. I might be wrong about that, but either way, but you still had the Romans eventually, what crushed them is they had enemies on all sides. They were just tired of their shit, and they saw the cracks, they saw the fissures, and here they come, here they come, here they come after them. And we got that going on a little bit, obviously, with the invasion coming from the south, with all the immigrants coming in there and the drugs and the cartel and all that stuff. But if you look globally, like the Romans didn't have, the rest of the known world wasn't like buying up Roman stock and investing in Roman capital <clears throat> and didn't have fucking cards, you know, or fucking skins in the game for Rome to stay afloat. Where if us... China's got a lot of fucking skins in the game for us to fucking stay up. There's a lot of countries that are invested a lot of money in this country and in this global economy. It's all kind of tied together. So if one of the superpowers goes down, it's going to fucking crush everybody. everybody. So that's why I think that we're on a diff we're just kind of on a different plane from that perspective. Well, that's that frightens me just as much because that means that we're we're on a plane towards a one world order just a just oh there's no, no doubt about that right so like that's just as bad that's really i mean it's i know it's different than what i was explaining but it still would be the fall of america in principle just may, i mean they might call it america it might still have these you know lines that you can see on a map but there's no there won't be any real enforceable borders anymore so what does it really matter it'd be america in name but a global society ran by the elites openly ran by the elites not 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 in secrecy not in the of, shadows not in the <laughs> shadows like it is now just in the, just wide out open new world order stuff uh which which kind of makes me think like i can only on top of my head i can only think of two countries that if that was to happen and, and there was some sort of like revolution inside of america of a counterculture to that uh, new world order that would be on our side and that would be as scary as it is it would be russia and north korea and and maybe some of the um some of the uh um, the Middle Koreans. East. 
and, and maybe some of the Middle East. Like, it oh yeah, not, they'll sign up it, for that. The Middle East would. Yeah, they'd sign up to back to back the uh, counterculture revolution for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, no, <clears> fuck that, fuck that tranny shit, fuck that gay shit, fuck all them women in power. Uh, uh-uh, uh, we ain't doing it. We're with you, America. We're with right. you, Russia. <laughs> Come on over here and play golf for us. We yeah. won't make you wear pants. You ain't. We can listen to music. <laughs> There's no cuts. Everybody gets paid. We're just having. We're just drinking beer, having a good time over here. I mean, why the fuck does it like this is? I don't know. Maybe this. Maybe this is like old man get off my lawn syndrome. But like, why? Why is this all happening so goddamn fast? Like, I thought. You know, we. I've known you for you know almost. Was it been two decades now? I thought that we were going to grow up in this slow ass, awesome pro, you know, progress of technology and all this kick ass money we were going to make, which we are, we're doing fine. But like, you know, I never knew that it would, that it was, it was going to be this close. I didn't go to, to college. Take a look at me. I'm kick ass. <laughs> I know we're going to have fucking dudes. I know we are, we're going to have chicks saying that, they, that they're dudes. And fucking and dudes saying that, that they're that they've got 365 days of, of girlhood. Like I didn't see that coming at all. So fuck, man. Like this is oh shit. I, I don't like just, it. Just a comedy break, real quick. So speaking of the trannies mm-hmm. and Bud Light, I saw a commercial. Somebody put this on Twitter, Tran- and I I forgot all about it. It's a commercial, Bud Light commercial from 1995. First of all, do you remember the Bud Light label when it was silver? It had like the blue and red Bud Light, but it, the label was silver, uh, wasn't blue. Uh-uh. Yeah, so old school. So this is 1995, <laughs> and the commercial starts out with the sign outside the bar says, uh, Ladies Champion Pool Tournament, uh, first prize free Bud Light. And you go in, it goes into the bar, and it shows like, you know, a lady shooting pool. She's knocking like three, four balls in at a time. And fucking doing all these crazy combos, and it looks up, and it's a dude with a beard like mine and long blonde hair, going like, "Oh, next game," like that. And it was a whole group of dudes with beards wearing wigs, and these and the girls were like, "God, these guys are tough." And they're like, "Hey, oh, man. who are you calling guys?" <laughs> I think I remember that actually. Yes, yeah, so it was an fucking... actual commercial, just making Holy fun shit. of dudes in drag just to go get fucking free Bud Light right. by kicking the Fuck shit out yeah. of these women in pool tournaments. Which is it? And now they're doing it for real. Yeah, they're, they're doing it for real. That was a <laughs> joke of a commercial, which was hilarious. And now it's real fucking life. That Not is, even 20, uh, it didn't even take 20 years to make that real life. That is life imitating art in the most uh, amazing way. And, and the fact company. that it was actually, that it was, yeah, that it was actually Bud Light is insane. That's funny. Yeah. That so funny. You just reminded me about the only that. difference now. The the only difference now is that it's not humorous, obviously. Like like they, they're dead serious. Um, and God, I had another point I was thinking about when you were telling that story. Um, oh, and that uh, you know, we're fuck. What was it? God damn it! I don't know. I can't remember. I, I lost. It'll come back to me. But like, yeah, we're we're supposed to just take this shit seriously. And the fact they were making fun of it twenty years ago. And now you're a you know racist Nazi transphobe homophobe. If you if you say anything about it, then that that's how we and that yeah, twenty years ago that's what I'm saying. That's how we're we're supposed to be in our like just fucking playing golf, no worries, uh, world peace, 
fucking internet made everybody smarter. We're just we're just going in the twilights of our career and and, and counting our cash. And oh, then, but no, shit. we got to deal with fucking chicks with dicks. Yeah, I saw. It. I wish I could remember the name of this comedian. I'm, I apologize up front. Um, if he ever sees this, I do apologize, sir. It was a great bit. Um, as a comedian, I saw he was talking about the internet. He's like, you know, he's like, the internet just has made everybody dumb. Yeah. He's like, who knew that fucking access to all of human knowledge ever would make people more stupid? He's like, in, he's like, in 50 years, we're going to talk about the internet like we talk about smoking now. People are going to sit around and go, oh my God, can you believe we used to let pregnant women use the internet? <laughs> we used to let little kids use the internet. It's like, you won't even be able to use the internet inside. Try to bring the internet inside, like, no, 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 no internet, no internet in my bar. You take that shit outside. 50 feet from the door, you can go use the internet. There's a spot out there. That's where you use the internet. No no internet in here. That fucking secondhand stupidity is a killer. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> That's funny. Is That's it like, was it bit. Nate? Do what? Nate? I don't know who it was. I, I And I do, not, I do apologize. When you're telling it, it kind of sounds like that Nate. Uh, what's his name? What's his last name? Bergazzi? No, it was Ber definitely not. Definitely not Nate Bergazzi. I've never heard okay. of this dude before. Uh, but it was a great oh, okay. bit. And again, I apologize for not knowing his name, but it was fucking hilarious and so true. Like, it's so. Who knew that giving everybody instant access to all the knowledge that we've ever had would make people lazier and more dumb? And, and more dumb. And actually, that, that, remi that I remember what I was going to say now about, about the, the, you know, the Bud Light commercial with, with the drag dressers uh and it goes right along the lines with you know internet making people more dumb the the leftists they'll talk about you know all these ancient there's proof of ancient cultures having trans people and there we've got this in all kinds of <laughs> old you know and like and and they're so stupid because like there's always been um uh, what do you want to call it cross dressers or uh, you know uh, drag obviously wouldn't be called drag that that long ago but every culture has some sort of cross-dressing type thing but it's it's never been taken seriously it's always it always be like a comedy thing or you know uh it was always know, they, they a taboo have... sexual act like yes in the history of all of aristocracy like we've talked about many times they fucking rape kids and they fucking have yes they'll cross dress they do all Everything taboo that we do, we haven't invented anything new sexually. Right. So everything taboo. Right. The only difference. Yeah, the only difference now is it's open and cellar. Back then, it was, we hold it back in, the, in our ancient eyes wide shut parties. You know, yeah, sometimes dudes dress up like chicks or whatever. And that's the gay boys get it on like that. It's, you know, whatever it is, there's always been that taboo element to humanity that's just, for whatever reason, but it's not even ta it's, it, you're right. But but even when it was taboo, we knew that those were men dressing as women doing weird sexual taboo yes. shit. Now, now it's it's not taboo. It's not even men. They're women now. And it's okay for them to do whatever they want to little kids in front of little kids. So like, it's it's just, uh, yeah, 20 years ago, it's funny in a Bud Light commercial. Now it's dead ass serious. And how dare you say anything against it? So Oh man, I can't wait to see what happens in twenty more years, both series. It's gonna be fucking 
fun, man. Can't wait. Well, speaking of things that changed, so on my adventures this uh, last weekend, and I was going to talk about this on I Mean It, but I'll just go ahead and bring it up here. So it's funny how things change from generation to generation. You know, generally things progress. Um, for better or worse, it doesn't matter. Generally just things progress. But we always, we don't ever think about things that are kind of lost or forgotten, you know, along the way. And they're generally like small things. And I think I've found a reason. And you know how you got like the Urban Dictionary that, you know, talks about terms and there's always add is always adding, 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 right? There's always new terms for shit or whatever. I think we need an urban dictionary for terms that have been kind of forgotten or lost that weren't, you know, uh mainstream, but we all knew what they were. And I found one this last weekend that now Longhorn apparently has been lost on this new generation. And I'm saying from like, let's just say from 25 down. Uh, So if I were to say to you, hey, let's go get some beaver. You would instantly know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, just point, just point the direction. Right. So (laughs) speaking to uh, a young man and a young lady this last weekend, uh, both of them, Let's say around 19 or 20. <laughs> um, the term came up oh, in a conversation. I laughed. Mm-hmm. Person that brought it up laughed. Look over at the kiddos. They're not laughing. <laughs> I'm like, what? You guys don't, that's not funny? They're like, we don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, beaver? They're like, yeah, what, what, is, what is that? I was like, Really? They're like, yeah. And I was like, man, uh, vagina. And they're like, <laughs> no, never heard that. And I was like, what? Never heard it. I was like, Promise had but... a whole fucking song about like, how, how have you not heard that? And then it hit me. It hit me of why this they new generation. They don't have hair anymore. They got no hair. There's they no, got no I, hair. I, I didn't, you know, I had not heard this story, but yeah. What do you mean? What do you? A it beaver. Hit, it's it more hit, like a. Yeah, it hit me like a ton of breaths. <laughs> like, oh shit, they don't have any hair anymore. So right. I pulled the boy to the side and I was like, "Dude, you never heard beaver?" And he's like, "No." I was like, and that's when it hit me. I was like, "Oh, it's because they don't have any hair down there." He's like, "Right." Okay. I was like, "Look, son, uh, you don't know anything about our struggles, all right? Or us <laughs> old men, but back in the day." There used to be hair down there. I don't even know that he knew that that was part of their anatomy. I'm not even sure that he knew that they had hair, that they grew hair like we do. Mm-hmm. He probably didn't. I was like, that's why. It was like a, a beaver pelt. That's where the joke, like, that's, yeah, he had no idea. And you, so, like, this new generation. You needed a compass. Yeah. You needed a compass to find your way <laughs> into that, into that fucking, like, uh, I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> I took a bath. And so I go up, down, I mean, I'm so starting to smell oh, fishy shit. right here. I don't know if I'm headed the right way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, so he, they didn't know. They So this generation does not know that term. So I'm like, okay, well, we got to, and that's fine. It's, what it's, else do it's, they not know? I don't know. That's what I want to know. Like, so that's, but it just started me thinking, like, well, we need a book, like, urban dictionary of lost terms like 
terms that the new generations, you know, and I'm sure that we have terms that our parents use that we have no fucking clue, you know, what they meant or whatever. Not, every generation has it for whatever, and there's nothing wrong with it. It was just funny to me. Like, I got to that age where I made a sexual innuendo yeah. joke, you know, and you would yeah. think that, you know, kids in you college got, you age. You got crickets. Yeah, I got crickets. I'm like, hello. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, Good God, guys! Like, go watch some fucking Dude, '80s movies. See some muff. What is wrong? That's with what people? exactly what. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was like, because the '80s, you know, when we were, um, I mean, we were prob, we grew up mostly, you know, <clears throat> at, at a adolescent age in, in the '90s, you know, uh, for for the most part. Yeah. But <clears throat> we were kids in the '80s, and. You know, the 80s generation or the 80s decade gets shit on so much, but I find myself, the more I, you know, the older I get, I fucking just love everything about the 80s because it was just so ridiculous. And, <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was, it really was it's not dude. good. It, it, there's nothing like great, uh, you know, artistically necessarily about it. The fashion was terrible. The music was mostly hey, not great. Metallica. Well, that but that was very very late eighties. But yeah, they but started in eighty three. Only dorks like you knew about Metallica in eighty three. Like I mean, most people came on. To I the was scene. two, but yeah, I know what <laughs> I know what year Kill 'Em All was released. Right, but anyway, my point is, is like now I'll just find my because now because it's been so old that eighties music will be on like you know your whatever your oldies station is on on your FM dial. And I just, it puts me in such a fucking good mood. Like, I love, like, whenever I'm off work. Huey Lewis in the news and, and I, shit. <laughs> it, yeah, and I don't want to listen to country anymore. I don't I don't want to listen to, like, rock or, or, you know, any kind of rap music that I do listen to, which is a very, very small amount, and it's always 90s rap. Any of that's always at the gym. So, like, when I'm off work, and it's a short drive home from work, and I'm all countryed out, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to anything serious anymore. I just want to like something that's going to put me in a good mood on the way home. It is always eighties music. It's fucking, I just love everything about the eighties now. <laughs> However, like you're saying, nobody, this younger generation, I mean, I got kids that are, you know, around 20 and I would never bring the beaver thing up because they're girls, but like, you know, um, something along that lines from that, from that, that time period they're going to be like what 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 is that like uh i mean i'm sure we could think of something like let's think yeah. of another thing from the 80s that that would uh just go over their head uh i'm sorry my mind is still stuck know. on like risky business and who was that rebecca de monet is that was that her name mm, yes the scene with her naked up against the wall and her big ass bush was just there and tom cruise came like I mean that's that's Bieber, but, dude. But, but you had to have that back in the day. You had to have that to do full frontal, uh, you know. Yeah, scene. but they but they all had it. Like, yeah, it wasn't a thing. They're like, dude, I anyways. mean, when we first were coming up, like getting into girls and like getting into girls, if you know what I mean. And, the strip nah, was, was the thing. I wasn't getting any girls in the eighties. No, I wasn't I was either. But no girls. In I'm saying later on in the nineties, the strip <laughs> was the thing. You know. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't bare yeah, when, the, the, when we were first when we first you know nah. did some action it, it was it was the strip that was the popular it was like 
not the 80s bush it was the nice neat strip right that was the fucking that was the style and then eventually that went away and it's just nothing's ever come back which i'm not mad about trust me i mean i love progress so <laughs> yeah i'm all for that kind of progress call me a progressive <laughs> time it comes to um comes to less pubic hair <laughs> I, I uh, lost again. I can't. I'm just fucking fighting these weeds. I can't find my way. Get me out of here. Oh, Christ. Yeah, we're definitely progressives when it comes to... Oh, by the way, by the way, I watched one of my favorite 80s movies, and I think it's cheating, and actually I'm going to look it up as I'm talking. Um, uh, I know we've talked personally about this before, uh, uh, but I don't know if we've ever put it on the podcast. My... I have a, uh, what would you say, a type of woman, Bo Cephas? Like, if you were to say that I was going to have, like, what I'm physically attracted to, uh, just so the audience knows that we're not setting this up, what would it be? Uh, skinny, slutty brunettes. <laughs> uh, I don't really care for that, uh, you know, the way you... That, that is 1,000% <laughs> accurate. I will take my oath on it. Okay, well, anyways, I happen to be watching... Um, one of the movies that I grew up on that happened to have one of these, I, I like to just say hot brunettes. I'm, I, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, uh, take your definition of it, but <clears throat> as I've talked about in the past, I, the reason I have a type and, you know, uh, is it started from watching shows and movies as a kid and the first hot brunette, even though she was a little girl, but it's okay. Cause I was a little boy at the time was um, Winnie from, uh, oh, yeah. the wonder years of course and <clears throat> by the way if you haven't looked up winnie from the wonder years now and seen her now holy shit she's a fucking smoke show uh so i nailed that one even though she was you know like 10 years old um uh, anyways uh one of the like you know seal the deal in my like sexual prime for me was a woman from a show a movie called dream a little dream with Corey Haim and Corey feldman and um <clears throat> And there's a girl in there named um, Margaret Salazar. And she and I've, I've been in love with this girl since, I don't know, for like 20-something years. And I looked her up again after I watched the movie about a month ago, um, just because, you know, I like to look her up and see, like, you know, maybe she wants to come over and hang out and get her, <laughs> I can get her phone number. Maybe, maybe we can finally, like, seal this deal. See, she's busy and, on you know, Saturday. We've been, <laughs> we've been faded together forever. She just doesn't know it. And I would like to call her up and tell her. However, much to my chagrin, I my heart was broken. My soul was crushed because not only did she get married. Okay, fine. She can get married. I don't, that's, that's, that's perfectly acceptable. She married, and I shit you not, and she's, She's not as hot as she once was. She's let herself go. But she married that little fucking troll douchebag from um uh he's a big liberal. He's from he's on that he, god damn, I should have prepared should have prepped for this. He he's he's on that show uh with the UPS driver show, uh King of Queens. He's yeah. he's he's that dude's friend. That's that little troll dork. He's been in a bunch of movies. He's a fucking leftist douchebag who's talked shit about everybody. Um, I'll look Pat it up. Noswell? But anyways, uh, yes. Okay. The, yeah. She is a fucking smoke show and married that fat little dork. He's Pat been to Noswell. Epstein that Island, is, by the way. Name. He's he's on the list. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That's, 
Well, that's interesting because um, he's married to uh, my dream girl, Margaret Salazar, and um, they're not a good match. She towers over him. She's way hotter than him. He's a douchebag, which makes me think that probably she's a douchebag, but um, she didn't used to be. She used I to mean, be a perfect He's young, like four foot brunette. eight and weighs 250 pounds. Well, let's see if it has his height on here. Uh, I don't see it. But in all, in all the pictures, she's like taller than him and just way hotter. But yeah, that, that kind of like, you know. He looks like a real life fucking view. Humpty Dumpty doll. Like in real life, though. He He's the worst looking man I've ever seen. And to be married to someone like, uh, it's Meredith, uh, uh, Meredith Salinger. Sorry, not, not Margaret. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's maybe you know that's what? why y'all didn't work out. You didn't she's know gained, her first name. I, well, she's gained like 50, 50 to 80 pounds, I would guess. Well, from, I mean, from she her, can let uh, herself go on. fucking, yeah, married to that fucking piece of shit. Well, yeah. So, hey, Meredith, if you're listening, I'm going to let the, the whole uh, Patton Oswalt thing slide uh, as long as you agree to go ahead and drop those 50 pounds that you picked up while you're with him, <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and get rid of that before you come on over. And uh, I'll take you out on a date. Does she know that weekend. she's uh, married to a know. pedo? Does she know that? Man, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I hope not. Because How long have they been married? She's like, dude, she's a, not very long uh and she's like super smart like she went to uh, like one of the ivy league schools i think uh which you know 20 20 something years ago meant more than it means you know now you know they're just they're just leftist factories now but like she's super smart she was super sweet and now she's married to a um i mean we don't want to make accusations because not everybody that went to epstein island you know was a uh not everybody that went there was did bad things. Um, yeah, I'm sure know. he just got invited because he's so cool, you know. Or maybe he wanted to be part of the cool people. Well, yeah, of course he wants to be part of the cool people. Know. You got to do what the cool people do. So I'm sure. Either way, uh, what I will say about Pat wish, Oswald. His well, we need to know more. Yeah, it would be great. Uh, he is a huge super douche. However... He does have two of the funniest bits I've ever heard, probably ever, a comedian do in life. Like, laugh so hard I was going to fucking cry. Um, I didn't even know he did stand-up comedy. That's what he was, was a stand-up comedian, and then he got into movies after that. Uh, little bit roles mm. here and there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he had he had two of the, of the funniest bits, uh, and this early on in his career, or... Not early on, early on in his known career. I never saw him at like some improv or any bullshit like that. I didn't know him when he was nobody. He's five three, by the way. Five three. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry, I shorted him a few inches there, but yeah, <laughs> that's probably with his fucking heels on. He's five three. But anyway, now uh, yeah, he he does have a couple of really fun. But now, if you watch any of his late stuff, it's all just liberal shit or whatever. Uh, which he's always been an atheist, which is fine. There's there's plenty of funny people that are atheists. To yeah. me, from a comedian standpoint, it gives you a lot of ammo to go at a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. probably good for the gig on that. But yeah. uh, he was talking about um, he was talking about how religion got invented in one of the bits, and he was like, 
you know it was some little pipsqueak pussy like me that invented religion <laughs> because all the bigger guys were just beating the shit out of us and killing us, and we never could get a woman or even exist. It's like so one of us at one point like <clears throat> got smart and I was like, hey, big guy with a club, hang on for a second. <laughs> like, do you know if you don't fucking kill me right now, there's there's a guy and he's in the sky and when you die, you get uh, all the pussy that you want. <clears throat> and he's like, and the big guy's like, will there be cake? Yeah, there's fucking cake. <laughs> This is all the fucking cake you want. <clears throat> fucking, you know, it's free cake, free cake all the time. He's like, and that worked for a while, and then everybody's like, free cake, and then somebody comes around and is like, it's free baklava, motherfucker, wham! And then the fucking holy <laughs> war started. <laughs> and maybe, you know, like, because, you know, when you look like that, and you're that size you do have to you have to be smart with your uh your mind and your uh you know and your sense of humor uh so maybe you know yeah he's not a dumb that, guy he, bit, he's, he's actually pretty right. smart uh but he's just a, and, and that bit comes from huge liberal douche and that but that but you know that that bit and that that skit that, that comedy skit that comes from literally um his, you know, partly yeah, his how real he life survived, like, of course. Right. So, yeah. So, like, you know, maybe that's how uh, he he is able to get such a hot smoking wife looking the way he looks. Um, I mean, I've always said that, like, that's the only way I can really get chicks is like uh, make them laugh occasionally. You know, uh, say something nice to them. Uh, <laughs> but throw I mean, that's every guy. On, like every know, guy like, fucking gets chicks by. Make them laugh. That you know, humor is obviously going to open up a lot of avenues when it comes to women or whatever. But like you said, with dudes like oh, that, man, if you can't, there's really good looking dudes that don't have to do all that fucking work, dude. True, they just fucking but show up. If they if they do have, you know, if you're Brad Pitt and you look as good as he did in his prime, and you're funny, which he is by all accounts, with a sense of humor, like in movies, we don't know if he's funny in real life. Mm, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah. if he was, if his if his personality is the same, then you know, it makes it, e it it's already easy. It makes it even easier, obviously, to do what what the guy's done. But for to survive amongst dudes, especially the generation we grew up, and Patton's about our age. He's probably a little bit older. He's a uh, fifty-four, I think. Okay, so he's whole decade or more older, but whatever. To grow up in that our era or his era, you know, looking like him, you're just gonna get the shit kicked out of you all the time. So the only yeah. the only way to not have that happen as a dude is to be the funny guy, you know. And then then and then guys like the popular guys will like stick up like, hey man, don't fuck don't fuck with Pat and like leave him alone. He's funny, yeah. like fucking quit fucking with him. Like you'll have He's guys. He's a made man then. Yeah, you'll have guys that fucking stick up for you that are bigger than you and, you know, can fend, fend off the fucking dudes that want to come smash your fucking face in for no reason other than the fact that you you look like he looks. So, um, yeah. You that, look weird. Let me punch you. That is how those people survive for sure. Uh, but, yeah, that was one bit. The other bit's too long for me to recite, but it was – it. I'll just say if you guys want to look it up, it's about – 
him being a young comedian and needing any money at all, and he got booked with a magician at some <laughs> shitty little club, and they got sure they were supposed he was supposed to get, I think twenty dollars, and the magician was supposed to get fifty dollars, but then it turns out the money was short, so Patton only got like fifteen dollars, and the magician got like forty. And they told him before the show, and the magician literally went out. Like he was so pissed off over that ten dollars, he literally went out and just he said he hate fucked the crowd for like thirty minutes. Like no pizzazz. Like every trick was like, here's a hat, here's a one, tap rabbit, okay, bam, and threw the fucking trick down, and like went to the next trick and literally did that for his whole act. And he said, I'm sitting at the bar. I've already done my bit. I did my 15 minutes. Boo, you suck. Get off the stage. Thank you very much. I, I'm leaving. I'm in the back of the bar drinking. And he's up there just hate fucking this crowd. For, he's like, and I am laughing so goddamn loud. I'm about to fall off this bar stool. And nobody else in the club is reacting at all except everybody at some point turns around and now looking at me laughing hysterically for what they perceive as no reason at all. They just think I'm a fucking crazy person at this point because they don't know the fucking, they don't know that what evoked or invoked the wrath of the wizard was $10. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great fucking story. So if you do want to listen to any of his shit, his early shit is actually pretty good. But yeah, he's a huge well, douche now. I got a good story that uh, I um, got into a, I don't know, debate with, with a woman and, um, I'll, I'll, a lady. yeah, a lady. And I'll go ahead and share it here just in case any of our female listeners, um, she, she couldn't, she either couldn't, all three of you. Yeah. Whatever. Three, <laughs> 300, whatever. You're going to hear it. She didn't quite understand or she chose to not understand even though i find it hard to believe you know what the you know I, what the answer to I that know. riddle is when you're talking about a woman okay they well choose listen. what they understand they choose what they hear they mm -hmm. choose their own life is a choose your own reality game when you have tits and a pussy that's just it is what it is yeah, yeah well just like shake uh 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 sherlock holmes said you see but you do not do not observe you women hear, but you're not fucking listening. So I'm going to tell you <laughs> one more time. Because the debate was, why is it, it's the fucking oldest fucking tired ass shit in the world. Why is it that when men go out and have sex with women, they're cool. But if I do oh it, I'm God. a slut. It's just so fucking so tired. When, let me. How is this even still a thing anymore? It's not. But again, I don't, maybe she was just choosing to, to, to play that way. And let me for if if the women listeners actually would like to hear this reasoning, then let, I'm gonna lay it out for you. It's real. It's so simple. It's really simple. If Brad Pitt or George Clooney or fill in your you know just fucking best looking guy, whatever we know the names of any younger guy that are actually still uh, good looking. Um, what's the guy that plays the uh, the guy in Game of Thrones? The the, the heart the big um dude the jason momoa jason momoa he's he's kind of old too but whatever like he's still in the in the thing i think yeah but you a guy like that 
if he if he's sitting on his couch at seven o'clock on a Saturday night and he gets up and he says, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to go to the bar, not knowing anybody, the bar, the club, whatever, and I'm going to get laid tonight. And he and he decides that. He gets all dressed up, goes out to the bar to meet not anybody specific. He just has to go pick up someone at the bar. He probably has, and this is this is Jason Momoa, he probably has a 70% chance to get laid. That might be high. I'd say closer to around 50%, uh, depending on where you go. And, and oh, and, and this the part of this pr- uh, process, he's not famous. It's a guy that looks like Jason Momoa, but he's not a famous person. So he's oh, just like a guy. Oh, well, fuck it. 70% is way too high. 50% is okay, too so, high. Okay, then good. We get, we're on track. Yeah, they're not famous. Famous doesn't count. That, that's, 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 that's out of the equation. So just a guy that looks like Jason Momoa, not famous, decides to go out and get laid, 50% at the high end. You're probably right. Probably closer to 30 to 40%. Now, take your average, random, run-of-the-mill, four, five, six, seven, eight level chick, any one of them, any one of those numbers, pick them. She decides at seven o'clock on a Saturday night, I'm going to doll up, go to the bar, decide to get laid. But both Davis, what would you say her percentage is to get laid if she decides she wants to that night at any level of looks that she is? Let me check my calculator real quick. <laughs> seems to come out to uh-huh. 100%, Bob, 100%. That is a one. 100- hundred percent chance that she is going to get laid so ladies let me let me break it you aren't accomplishing accomplishing anything it is actually a chore to get laid for a man and when you look like we do it's even a bigger chore to get fucking laid so like spare me the uh well i got men do it they're so cool yeah we are cool because it's hard it's not easy to pick up. <laughs> it's not fucking easy to pick up hot chicks at a bar and get laid. So instead of chastising us, why don't you just say congratulations? That was a nice pull. Good job. Um, you know, because yeah, you're not doing anything. You're just you're you take it from here. I don't want to say anything that'll get well, me in trouble. You, I you mean, take on, it from here. On top of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you walk into a, you me and you walk into a bar and pull out an eight. Sure, great, nice pool, like fucking, you know, they should give us fucking props for that. But if you and I walk to a bar and we drag home a fucking four, not only do we not get props for that from them, we get chastised <laughs> by our own friend. Like, you pulled home a four and caught, like, you you, you let her walk, because you, you know the drill. You pull home a four, you get her ass out before anybody else wakes up, because if you don't, and everybody yeah, else sees see her, her, everybody else saw her. Yeah, I thought I kicked her out before you woke up. Any any your roommates, your buddies, that fuck like they all see her. Oh. You're your balls busted for at least twenty four hours, and then another two weeks later, they'll still be making the same fucking joke. So not only do we not get any credit for the fucking good trim we pull, we get crushed for every weak moment that we have. One of those pterodactyls. Grab yeah. us off a drunken bar stool at 2 a.m. And that's when they come in at 2. They see us right, fucking right. weebling and wobbling. They're like, oh, I can that's, get laid tonight. That's my snatch, mark. And they snatch us off that fucking stool. They fucking drag us back to their lair. And shit happens when they happen. And then we have to live with that shame and regret. And again, get forever no praise on top of 
any good thing that we do. So yeah, you guys still right. There's a double standard there because it's not it's not even a double standard. It's a different fucking standard. I still have pictures from 1998, and I'm not going to bring his name up on the podcast, but everybody who knows will know. In Cancun, one of our buddies pulled one of these fucking, uh, you know, whales from the beach, and uh, <laughs> and this was this was back when he was uh, an environmentalist. <laughs> this was back when we had the you know the the rolling like you, you wind up the camera and you take uh, you, so I, yeah. you know I always had the, I always had the camera so I was snapping pictures and like I was and I still have these and we still bust his balls that he fucking pulled that fucking that well in <laughs> and uh so yeah you always hear about it when you... <laughs> 25 years later oh man it still comes up it's yeah. still fucking so ladies up. if you don't understand it's because you don't fucking understand and that's okay it's yeah. okay we're just different we're different it's, like i said it's not a double standard it is a different fucking yeah. standard Oh. And, every, and you know what the thing is? Every chick knows that. Every chick knows. If they decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to go get a random dick tonight. It's a done deal. It is a done fucking deal. Yeah. All they have to do is not get too, which there's been plenty of ladies fuck this up. You get too fucking drunk because you're nervous about it. You don't feel great about it. You get too fucking hammered. And you end up getting sick in the bathroom. And then yeah. any respectable guy is like, sweetheart, not tonight. No, That's thank gross. you. You know, now not every guy. You still your chance goes from a hundred percent then to about mm, seventy five. You lose about twenty five percent of us that have some self respect. Like, no, thank you. I don't want to yeah. get caught up in anything. But still, seventy five percent of the fucking hound dogs out there are still going to take you home and mount you. That's yeah, just but you the gotta, way it is. they do got to be real careful with that because that's when you get, you know, you can get into the. The whole gang rape yeah but th that's stuff. when they, that's when they fuck it up but other than that if you just go out let a guy buy you a couple drinks flash mm. him a couple smiles and engage in i mean the most minimum small talk possible and just say hey uh you want to get out of here done you you could a, be done with your whole transaction within two hours an hour an hour and that's <laughs> nothing the the monetary part of it you don't gotta buy the fucking drinks so we got to go out here, buy these drinks for these women with no, like very little, you know, guarantee that we're going to get anything. And you just Dude, if Vegas up. was smart, they would have a game. Actually, the, the, the fucking NGC would not even like sanction this game. If it was a real game, if buying drinks from women for a chance to get pussy was a real gambling game, the, the, the Nevada Gaming Commission would not sanction it because it would not fall within the rules of player uh, protection for a certain percentage of winning. It just yeah. wouldn't. Like, you yeah. can go play fucking three-card Monty and have a better chance than fucking winning in that game. Yeah, and, and yeah, and in Vegas, all you got to do is dial, you know, 1-900-escorts, and they just show up to your, <laughs> they show up to your fucking room, so... Yeah, I mean, you know, depending on the hotel you stay in, which, some of them have brochures. You know. Which that was another, and again, I'm not going to name names, but one of our, you know, early 20s uh, adventures out into the real world. You know, when you go to Mexico and Vegas as a very young man, you learn things, you know. Uh, you might you might bring a well up off the beach in your, in your hotel room. <laughs> and another lesson you learn 
is that when you call these numbers in Vegas, and there's there's grown men that don't know this. So if you if you're a grown man going to Vegas, do you think you're going to dial on these numbers? And oh my God, do you see that? It only says a hundred bucks, and I get the fucking dime piece. No, it's not how it's going to work. So the two hundred dollars or whatever you see on the little flicker, you know, uh, thing to get them to to come, that is the show up price. That's just to have them knock on your door, and then the negotiations start. So we were in Vegas, early twenties, <laughs> you know, that's what do you do when you're in your early twenties and you're a bunch of single men, you order, you order a whore to your door and uh, <laughs> they ordered, they're like, they're like, dude, <laughs> this is how stupid it was too. Cause it was like, they thought that they were all going to get to Vanger for like, like a hundred bucks back then. <laughs> it's like, dude, she's, we, she said that we could all be here and it's only a hundred bucks. And uh, I was like, oh, well, um, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let me know how that goes. And maybe I'll call one. And uh, yeah, it, it turns out, you know, the next time I saw him, I was like, so what happened? How'd it go? Oh, no, it was, uh, that was just for her to show up. And then she wanted like, like 500 each for everybody. Like, and this was in the, you know, the early, early 2000s. So, you know, like, like 500 was not, that wasn't just just throw around money back then. So, yeah. If you're going to do that, just know there's a price to show up and then the negotiation starts. Um, but of course, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a man of God. So just, just bring you a nice, uh, <laughs> bring you a nice uh, girlfriend or a wife and you don't have to deal with any of that. <laughs> or, uh, you know, you say at a higher end hotel, I won't say any names. Uh, they have certain brochures with uh pictures and uh prices and you know then it's up to you for time periods and is this a true escort type situation where you're gonna go hit the town and do some things which at those prices and those ladies is kind of what they expect um so the prices they, that they put on that that's not just show a price it's they actually have the real like per hour price or no it's not right. a per hour yeah yeah it's, it's the same, show same type of deal but you get the pictures up front you kind of know the deal and yeah. then yeah so um quick story and then i think it's time to wrap it up but i was 21 in vegas for the first time <laughs> and i was with a chick that i was dating at the time <clears throat> yeah well oh, i mean sorry. i'm 20 i didn't know and i didn't know any better but anyway First trip. That's strike one. And, uh, you know, we're doing all the all the first-time stuff, walking the whole strip, seeing all the shit, you know. So we're at the Bellagio watching the fountains. And then we get done with that, and we're standing in line to catch a cab uh, back to our hotel. And while we're standing in line, there's a gentleman there. He's a very nice-dressed gentleman. Uh, he's in his 70s at least, if I'd say, if he was a day. Uh, not dressed stylishly, but dressed nice. Old school, like uh, kind of corduroy pants, cowboy top jacket with the you know the big lapels, mm. the bolo tie, the cowboy hat. All right. You know that style, and on his arm was literally the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in life at that point in person, like <laughs> actually in person. And she was wearing a dress that was easily worth more than all of my worldly possessions at that point. I mean, mm -hmm. twice over. And they were standing behind us. And I kept turning around and doing this and looking back. <laughs> I couldn't stop. 
<laughs> I did it like three, four times. And finally, about the fourth time, the girl I was with, was, she elbowed me. She's like, I think that's enough. I'm like, I guess. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I don't we, think uh, it was. Nah. And then uh, we, we get in the cab, and the cabbie, of course, he's staring at her because she's right. they're right behind us in line. And they're waiting on a, on a cab, too. And so I'm looking back, and he's looking back, and he's like, whew. He's like, that's right there. He's like, that's $1,500 an hour right there. Damn. I was, I was like, $1,500 an hour? Holy he's shit. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's $1,500 an hour. So like she stayed, they stay right up there, whatever floor he called it, and blah, 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 and all the details. And I was like, so you just order those? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> If you got the money. And I started to be thinking, like, if I was old, that gentleman's age, yes. and, uh, you maybe know, that his was. wife died. I hope so. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Well, who, who cares? Uh, right. I'm not a moralist, but whatever. He's doing his thing. And I think that was right around the time Viagra came out, either right before, right after, somewhere around in there. True gift from God. But either way, um, I was thinking to myself, like, would I spend that kind of money just to have that blonde bombshell on my arm? Just and even though everybody knows, everybody, everybody in line, he knew, everybody knows that. Look, like, what what is that? Is uh, is the uh, not a casino, but <clears throat> Goodfellas? Look, we know what this is all right. Everybody knows what it is. We know what it is. Okay, it is, it, it is what it is. They know the so, deal. Everybody knows the deal. So even though you know everybody knows the deal, but just to have everybody look over and see that on your arm, like, would it be worth the money? I still don't know. I still don't know that it would. But you know what? God bless that old man for enjoying the rest of his time on earth. I don't know if he's still with us. Probably not. Probably but not. Either way, you know, but I live the I've, rest of it the way you wanted to. I have a couple thoughts on that. So, uh, Number one, in that specific situation, a man in his 70s who is just, you know, we don't know, you don't know what happened to, you know, you don't know anything about him. But in that situation, at a certain point, when you're, you know, in your late 60s or 70s, I, I tend to say that's fucking awesome. That, that Yeah, man, just, just fucking. Oh, it's definitely awesome. I just don't but, know that I would spend the money to do it. Well, I mean, God, when you're at the end of your life, what do you, I mean, what are you going to take it with you? Oh, I, mean, I hear you. It, so, but also on the flip side, the guy that we saw in the pool when we went a couple of, what was last year, a couple <laughs> of, so this was a, yeah, a couple, man, man, in his, man in his forties, probably six, five, 380 pounds or whatever he was, uh, with about a five foot to hundred pound, uh, looked like a crackhead Mexican yeah, she, prostitute. She was like the fucking lowest so, end of that like. yeah so so what i'm saying is like an old man at the end of his you know coming to the end of his life with a fucking beautiful dime piece that he's paying high dollar for and he's enjoying himself out on the town showing her showing her off he's getting looks I mean, and she legitimately looked like one of hugh hefner's girlfriends that's bad that see i think that's i think that's cool and like oh good job old man like yes way to go out with a bang literally and then but then the guy that's the guy that's in his forties, a big fat fucking and, and I, the reason it, the way you describe that man, I feel like he was just cool because like you just described him, like he was just like a cool, 
old man the way he described his the he way had he class to himself yes he this bought a class fucking... he bought a classy looking lady in it like i said and her dress was amazing like this fat it looked like slob, she was one of the fucking oscars this fat slob that we saw in the pool uh in the yeah. america swimsuit. i wanted to get into a different pool watching him <laughs> try to kiss her and she had to kiss him she didn't have a choice oh, God, it was it the was most so i could bad. it was like a train wreck i could not it was so yeah th that's those are my two thoughts on the on that situation but uh bravo old man i maybe god man maybe i hope that's not me in in 30 years but you know it could be no i mean again i'm not judging um and i'm not saying that i wouldn't do it i've just had me i've thought about that i've thought about that old man and her I mean, I can't even tell you how many times in my life that 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 scene is replayed in my mind. <laughs> this is one of those memories that just sticks with yeah. you. Like, like, man, what what if that is me one day and I got that choice? Like, what choice would I make? And again, I'm not judging. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I just don't know if I would spend that kind of money. But again, like you said, you can't fucking take it with you. So what else? Well, you do? in 20 years, I'll search my closet for some corduroy pants and a, and a and a, a butterfly, you know, something something shirt, and maybe we can recreate this scene in front of the Bellagios, uh, the fountains, and uh, we'll we'll do a recreation. He look he literally was dressed <laughs> like the, you remember the it was wasn't the movie Casino. Remember the old uh, cowboy guy that came in to argue for his fucking dumbass nephew's yeah, job. Yeah. He was literally dressed yeah, like yeah, that yeah. dude. But okay. I mean, real, but real pressed, nice. His, I remember his his boots were shiny as shit. Like this dude was like, again, not stylish, but dressed well, dressed well. He looked good. He was a slender man. He wasn't a big fat ass. He obviously right. kept himself in good shape. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cheers to you, sir. Wherever you Here, are, wherever you are. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see how the big guy feels about the escorts one day. I guess. Hey, uh, man. I mean, <clears throat> it's. Jesus loved the hookers and the lepers. He didn't like the queers. We all <laughs> sin, okay? Like, look, there's fucking look. He's got bigger problems. There's there's dudes running around saying that they're fucking women, chopping their fucking Peter their Peters off. So I feel like at the age of seventy, if I slide one in on a fucking night lady of the night, he might be like, "All right, buddy, that's fine. Come on in. Life well lived." <laughs> I'm served, man. I've been good. <laughs> All right, Longhorn. Uh, I think that's going to put a bow on this oh, one. Oh, before we do, uh, let's tease for next week, because while we were doing this, I got I got a text uh, confirmation for next week. We're going to have... Uh, that chick? We're going to have that chick? No, not the Damn chick. Damn it. <laughs> uh, the, uh, we met a couple of... In Kansas City, we were at Kansas City a couple weeks ago for the NFL draft. We met a couple of black conservatives... And I did say that right. Black conservatives from Texas. They're going to come on next week, next week's show uh, to talk about how much they uh, actually, I don't want to put words in my mouth. So, you know, all I know about them is that they're black conservatives and they dropped the, the fuck Joe Biden on the, uh, the, the <laughs> Facebook live video that we did at the draft. So can't wait to have that on. That'll be next week. Uh, so a little teaser. All right, something to look, look forward to for episode 38. Uh, this has been episode 37 of the Bastards of Babylon here on the Revolution Network. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Get this show, the I Mean It Show with me, Football and Freedom, my buddy Longhorn, and of course, FGH uh, coming at you. I don't know when we'll have another football thing. There'll be, be something little, football. 
Probably be a little bit, but uh, either way, you get every episode of every show on the network. Still looking to grow the networks. Any any uh, prospective uh, podcasters want to get into the game? Want information? How you want sponsors? You want all that stuff? Contact us. We will let you know how it works and uh, how to sign up. Other than that, uh, go to the Revolution Network. Subscribe for all the shows. And uh, boys and girls. That's about it, so we'll uh, see you next week.